The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pa the Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 15 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Happy last day of June to you all. We are officially in the heart of summer and the heat already feels like it is turned up high. Summer intensive programs are starting, dancers are on vacation and layoff and they're flooding into New York City and everybody seems to be like they are settling into their happy place. If you want to find your happy place with me and you are in New York City, just a reminder, I teach Advanced Beginner Ballet on Fridays at 6 p.m. and Basic Ballet on Sundays at 6 p.m. and both of these take place at Broadway Dance Center. Uh, so you can join me for those. Otherwise, I will be teaching advanced intermediate ballet classes uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 2.30 to 4 p.m. from July 10th until the 31st, I believe. And then I'll be teaching a range of contemporary classes at Steps on Broadway. Uh, on Fridays at 11.30, we'll get intermediate contemporary. And on Sundays at 3.30 p.m., we will have advanced intermediate. And that is the end of July and the beginning of August. So... You can either check out my Facebook or you can go to these organizations' websites to find my classes. Just look for Corollas on the schedule. That's me. I'm really looking forward to getting to pass my craft this summer, and I hope that I get to meet some of you listeners if you happen to be in the city. Speaking of summer, what is the one thing that most people think about when they think of the summer season? No, dear dancers, I am not thinking summer intensives. <laughs> I'm thinking vacations, breaks, downtime, relaxation, and all of those lovely sounding words and the, the things that they imply. While some of us dancers have mastered the art of taking time off, others, like me, struggle with the idea of taking a few days or even a few weeks for ourselves. Back in the time of my performance career, I always felt that I needed to stay 100% in shape whenever we had a layoff, or when I was freelancing whenever I had time in between my gigs. In fact, the only time that I really let myself truly rest was when my husband and I would travel somewhere for vacation, which was usually international, somewhere in Canada or Mexico, or uh, when we would visit his hometown in Los Angeles. When I would come home to the Philadelphia area, when I lived in Seattle especially, um, I would try to stay in shape around the area. So uh, typically, I wouldn't take a break then. I don't know if I had these feelings because of guilt that was laid like bricks in the foundation of my ballet training, uh, if it was fear that I could lose everything I had worked so hard for over the season, or if it was underlying sense of competition that my peers could be using this time to get ahead while I was relaxing and that I, I wasn't going to be able to keep up with them. And this also goes back to the fact that I was behind my peers when I first began my finishing training, but 
that's a whole nother podcast. Um, back in 2013, I was horribly burnt out and I decided that on a 10 day trip to the Los Angeles area to visit my husband's family that I would just suck it up and take the entire 10 days off. Like I had an entire plan set in place and I was like, it's actually going to happen. I think I ended up doing yoga on the beach initially, but that was like the only thing I refused to do tondus or plies or anything like that. This was really the first time in a long time that I had given myself permission to relax, to be lazy, get out of shape a little bit, to really just eat or drink whatever I wanted, things like that. But as luck would have it, my plans to overcome my mental situation were foiled when a friend texted me. It was a good friend that, that did this. They were, they were thinking of me. But they, they texted me that Christopher Wielden would be producing a new Broadway show and that auditions were coming uh, the week that I returned. This new show would eventually become an American in Paris. <laughs> that was on Broadway. So there I was doing tondus in my friend's dining room and jogging along the ocean in Long Beach trying to make up for the four days that I had taken for myself. And it, I just told myself, I was like, see, this goes proves to me that I shouldn't be taking time off, which was... Not necessarily a good thing, but while I'm glad I did what I did, and I actually ended up making it to the final cut in the callbacks, uh, essentially everybody that was left in the the last audition, they made the show, and I got cut, just missed it. Oh well, that is the life. But anyway, that's, like I said, while I'm glad that I, I did what I did, it continued to push me further down the hole of guilt that I felt for taking periods of time off. And it reinforced the idea that was building in my mind that I couldn't take any time for myself. And it even increased the role that intense burnout was beginning to take in ending my performance career, which would really strike a year later. I wish that I could have recognized as a performing artist when periods of time, not just a day or two off, could be beneficial both physically and emotionally. And while I'm still figuring it out, I figured why not offer my listeners what I've learned since I've stepped off the stage, as I've learned so much since and I do still stay in shape like I could step on stage at any time. Uh, mostly. I mean, don't hold me to that, but it's pretty close. I, I take class every day, and I, I feel like I do pretty well in class, so I would just have to build my stamina, but we're not going there. All right, so let me give you a couple of ideas of uh, some no-guilt summer break suggestions for you <laughs> to help you cultivate and plan your summer so that you don't feel like you have to constantly be in the studio taking an hour and a half class or rehearsing variations to try to prepare yourself for potential solos the next season, things like that. One thing I, I didn't realize that I feel is important for those of you who find yourselves in similar mindsets as me was that taking time off didn't mean that I had to stop using my muscles completely. I thought that I either had to be all in or all out. So, what I suggest for you is that you just reduce your level of workout while still maintaining some level of exercise uh, in a healthy way to avoid completely falling out of shape. Uh, this can give you a, your mind a sense that it can be relax a bit, which helps you avoid burnout. Um, so yeah, the way that you can do that is just 
first off, change up your fitness schedule. You don't have to, like I said before, you don't have to be in the studio dancing an hour and a half every single day. You don't even have to be in the studio. Um, say that you typically during the year, you take class, you rehearse, then you cross train. So maybe you do the elliptical, maybe you lift some weights, maybe try to find some different physical activities that are completely different than what you usually would do or something that is a part of your, your list of activities that you are absolutely passionate about and enjoy. So maybe add some outdoor activities because it's nice out. It's not winter, so you don't have to stay inside. Uh, when it's nice out, maybe go outside. Uh, perhaps you could go swimming. You could go hiking. Maybe go for a bike ride. I, I know if you live in cities, there are often a lot of opportunities to do outdoor yoga. Not a lot of times it's free. So even if you're on unemployment or if you're not getting paid or in between gigs while you're freelancing, uh, that could be a good option. Or you could try to take other classes that you just wouldn't typically do during the year that are dance related. That's one thing I love about dance classes. I don't really feel like I'm working out while I'm doing them, no matter really what the genre is. So if you want to Look for a local school that has, I don't know, drop-in open hip-hop classes. Maybe that would be something, and it could give you a different perspective as well for dance. Uh, or you could do Zumba, I don't know, tap, jazz, anything like that. So, yeah, just change up your fitness schedule. Don't, don't do the same thing that you do throughout the year, so that way it doesn't feel like all you ever do is the same thing, like eating the same lunch every day, peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day of the week for the rest of your life <laughs> and try to break out of that. One thing that always stresses me out when I'm taking time off is my eating and drinking habits. Relaxing, vacationing, and eating or drinking unhealthy items seem to go hand in hand. I feel like every time that I I go on vacation, I'm like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then about three days in, after I've like completely and totally gorged or binged, I completely go the other way and then I don't let myself enjoy anything else for the rest of the vacation. Um, so to reduce guilt and to make it easier to bounce back if you gain a little layoff weight, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, but I'd say have an embellishing meal or a few more drinks than you usually would here and there, but don't pack it all in into a nonstop week long binge cycle. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that if you completely remove desserts and alcohol and even tasty, delicious meals, like I love barbecued ribs, yum. Uh, but if you completely remove those from your life, you will be that much more likely to, to binge or lose control when you finally give yourself permission to have all these things. Like that old saying goes, all good things in moderation. <laughs> As I've learned, if you don't enjoy your life and the things that make you happy and give you pleasure, you are going to form yourself into an extremely resentful person. Um, and beyond that, you're just going to burn out on those things. If, if, you own, like, if you are so strict with yourself, you can, I, I truly believe you can only be so extreme and so strict for periods of time and eventually you break because you've kept things that you enjoy from yourself. So instead of completely depleting yourself from these things, just have them in moderation. Yes, maybe one day you do have a lot of something. Maybe you go out with friends and you drink more than you usually would. Or maybe you uh, go all in for that cheesecake for dessert. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't make it an every single night situation. All right, next up, I, I always suggest that on your, your breaks and your vacation, it's really time to, 
take care of your body. Obviously, you should take care of your body <laughs> throughout the year because it needs that. Um, it needs to be taken care of. But now that you have a little bit more time, you can schedule more, and you can make it almost like you can binge on <laughs> binge on taking care of your body. That's a good thing to to binge on. So, I, like I said, just try to do some, some nice things for your body on your break. Maybe sit in a hot tub, maybe take a bath or go to a sauna, or obviously massages are a great way to help resolve issues in your body, as well as helping you to relax. Uh, I'm a big fan of chiropractic. You could do acupuncture or really anything else that's going to help aid in the recovery and relaxation uh, or, or aid in recovery and relaxation and uh, everything that you've put your body through throughout the last season. Uh, your body is your instrument, and it's so important that you take care of it. And I know that there are times that you may feel like you can't afford to do things to take care of your body. Uh, I was a freelancer, and whenever I was in a famine period, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. But you have the time. It, if you're reluctant to put something on your credit card that you're not quite sure when you're going to be able to pay it off, I, I'd still suggest go ahead and get that massage, and then as soon, just be prepared. As soon as you have a, a feast period, uh, financially <laughs> sustainable fees period then pay off that credit card bill but don't feel like you can't take care of your body you it, it's not so much that you can't take care of your body you have to take care of your body otherwise you're gonna have a short career or you're gonna be in pain or you're gonna be burnt out so that's just <laughs> Uncle Barry's advice to you all right so uh, if, if you're one of those people that feels like you still need to, to be in class. Uh, and also, there, there is this idea, like there's, there should be like a, a, a down period and then a build period before you go back into your season. But uh, you don't have to necessarily feel like you have to go and take a class in, at your, comp your company's school or in the studio. I again so that it doesn't feel redundant I'd say that you can give yourself your own bar outside of your typical studio setting uh, a few days a week and then you can slowly increase your load and start taking class a few weeks before you return I always love finding alternate places to give myself bar to make it feel like I'm not at work Find a deck that's outside, do plies in the kitchen of your Airbnb, work in an empty studio at the gym, I do that all the time, or anywhere else that provides something to hold onto and has a surface that's conducive to doing tondus and jetés. If you just give yourself bar, you won't be taking a full a full on hour and a half class, but you'll you'll be able to maintain some of your muscle form. And it's also good practice in developing your own style of teaching if you uh ever do see yourself at the front of the studio because you'll be developing those combinations for yourself and it sort of gives you a sense of how you would uh, cultivate a class that you might give. So I, I think that that's a, a great development tool beyond just staying mildly in shape while you're trying to relax. If you don't feel that you can construct your own bar at the moment, of course you can always find other other ways to, to find bar exercises. I know Catherine Morgan offers exercises on her YouTube channel. She also has a podcast here on the Premier Dance Network. Um, or you can always refer to episode 39 of my podcast for an example bar to guide you through your practice. 
The last thing I can think of to absolve yourself of guilt is to write down a game plan for uh, really, yes, getting out of shape and then getting back into shape. Say that you have a six-week layoff or six weeks in between gigs and you really feel like you need two weeks without any dance-related activities. And this could mean cross-training as well. Uh, if you write out that plan so that you can see it visually, uh, you can evaluate it so that you can see what you want to do and what and you can see what will work for you and then get back to your prime in time for rehearsals and to avoid injury or major struggles once a program or season has started. It really takes out a lot of the emotional component because you see it down on paper and you don't have to for me, I tend to stew on things. I'll sit there and I'll think about it. I'll analyze it. I'll try to make it perfect. And then I'll try to make that perfect plan even more perfect. So I'll think about it. I'll analyze it. And it turns into this cycle where I don't actually get to mentally relax because I'm just worrying. So if you map out your summer and you have a malleable plan, so a fluid plan, something that is is able to change if absolutely necessary, you will be a lot less likely to feel guilty for taking the time off and will likely be a lot more motivated to get back on track once the time comes. Nobody likes to get out of shape, but dance is much like life. No matter how hard you work <laughs> and how much you gain, it will all be taken away from you at some point. It's just a fact, of, a fact of reality. Dance just does that at, at a much faster rate, if not an ex exponential rate. Most people can't emotionally maintain a schedule of non-stop dance for the entirety of their careers without completely burning out or suffering some emotional trauma or ending up with a, a severe injury. So take some time off the summer, relax, and protect yourself from emotional and physical injury before it's too late. I hope that this episode was helpful to you. I hope that you can use it to actually relax and enjoy a bit of your summer and then find a good way to, to build yourself back up for a, an amazing season come this August and September. If you have other guilt-free ways to spend your summer, if you have plans of how to keep yourself on track, please do feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you do. And maybe I'll share some of those on my Facebook or on my Twitter or Instagram. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorollis.com. Again, that's www.barrycorollis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcasts on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. You can check that out at premierdancenetwork.com. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollas, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Buzz Up a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over five years. I also have a YouTube channel. It's B. Corollas featuring my choreography. So be sure to go and check that out. And... 
that is about it to sum up this episode. Thanks for listening in to Pod to Chat. I hope you return next Friday to Talk Dance with Me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene. Thank you.